Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and I'm joined as always by Tim. Yellow. And this is the moment that many of you have been waiting for because we are finally going to do our worst 10 horror movies of 2019. And I know you look at the calendar, you're thinking to yourself, it's March. It's like the, nearly the end of March. Why are we doing this now? Because so many horror movies don't become available uh, or easy to get, you know, until February, January time. So we give ourselves a couple months at the start of the year to catch up and fill in some of those blanks. We don't see everything, of course, because there's just far too many movies that come out, but we try and see as many as we can so that we do our top 10 and our worst 10 that we have seen as many and we are most as, as well-informed as possible to make this decision. So this is a combined list. Me and Tim sat down <laughs> and we compared our notes. We we decided between, between ourselves what the top 10 worst horror movies of 2019 were. Ooh. And... <laughs> what a ride surprisingly wasn't that hard <laughs> yeah it wasn't that hard there was, wasn't much we disagreed on with this one we we both had the same one for number one immediately without any even thinking about it so <laughs> that tells you how bad that is the top five in particular was really easy to do uh, there is one or two in the lower end of this list that only Tim saw, but he was so passionate about hating them that there was no way uh, they, they weren't going to make it on there. So yeah. uh, there's a couple <laughs> early on that are just from Tim. But uh, So without further ado, let's get into this. So number 10 on the worst horror movies of 2019 is Headcount. Headcount mm-hmm. is a movie that is here kind of for a special reason in that the premise of the film is actually very promising. And we were really frustrated by this. This this is probably the most frustrating movie of this this 10 because Mm. you can see how it could be great because they have this really great premise of like, like there's someone's pretending to be someone else. So there's like an extra person there occasionally whenever this group of people are split up. There's like, oh, is there an extra one there? There's, there should only be five, but there's there's such a great, and there's like one great moment about a third of the way in that got me excited about the rest of the movie. And then nothing, just bleh, bleh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you know it just hurts like a, a little bit more, uh, especially yeah when you just have such a a, a great premise and <clears throat> so much promise, and yeah, it just feels so wasted and, and squandered. Um, you know, it it just hurts a little bit more versus you know we see so many kind of middle of the road generic stuff where you know what it is going in, but uh, yeah, it, it really sinks when you kind of hear about something that sounds like it should be uh something more than it is and then yeah it just does nothing nothing with the premise and then delves into like really dumb bullshit that you don't care about and it's a shame yep uh hearts number nine mm-hmm. is one that's just from tim and this is three from hell which for some reason <laughs> tim watched even though he didn't have to do it for the show i i, I don't know what, what he was asking for but this was rob zombies movie from last year hey i mean we're, we're all quarantined here we got to find some way to uh <laughs> you know pass the time but i mean rob zombie comes out with a uh, a new movie i do feel like it is our duty to have it represented on this list uh, because going in maybe i'm biased but i knew it was probably gonna make it uh so this is um actually the, a part of a trilogy uh so you know it's uh started with house of a thousand corpses and then the devil's rejects and then this is kind of a follow-up of that which um i think if you talk to like a lot of people with rob zombie or about rob zombie movies uh, there's a good amount of people that will say yeah i don't really like his movies but devil's rejects that's a good one like that's one i actually like i you know i can you know stand for and i've probably even said that in the past to be honest um and 
admittedly, I mean, out of everything he, he's done, that probably is the best. Um, I haven't watched it in a long, long time. I'm sure eventually when we do it on this show, I'll probably go, oh, wait, no, this is actually bullshit. But um, <laughs> this is this is a direct follow up from that, though. But it's it has the same problem with every Rob Zombie movies. It's uh, not shot well. Uh, you know, it, it everything feels very grimy and dirty but not in a like realistic way or anything it's all all feels like very manufactured and it's trying to be extreme and in your face and um yeah it's it's just really dumb it has all the problems all the the you know rob zombie stuff that we've complained about in the past but uh, it feels like amped up in this movie uh to a degree that is really really annoying and um yeah, uh, I, I'm sorry. I mean, if you like Rob Zombie, fine. Like, obviously, it's a style and aesthetic that we don't like. So, you know, I, I don't want to get down on people if they do like them, you know. But, man, this is just uh, very, like, frontal, in-your-face, like, blaring problems of, like, why I just don't like his stuff. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm dreading when we have to do it for the show, because eventually we're going to have to do this trilogy on the show, because people are going to want it and yeah. i i'm not looking forward and, to it so and essentially there's no plot to it anyway like i didn't talk about the plot but i mean it's the same thing as the last one it's just like these three people that just go around uh killing people <laughs> there, there really mm-hmm. isn't anything to it <laughs> yeah uh so number eight let's get another one just from tim this is a uh, mary uh this is the the ghost on a boat yeah. <laughs> um, again, it was just, you know, I had a lot of free time last uh, week or so when I watched this. And then, um, yeah, so I was trying to get more 2019 stuff in. And uh, this has like a lot of annoying, generic jump scare, ghost bullshit stuff, but it feels really dumb and ramped up in this. Uh, and it has a really, really dumb uh, plot device. <laughs> Um, where it starts with uh, Emily Mortimer, like in a like police investigation room, because uh, I guess like you know she's like the survivor of this you know horrific boat thing, and the whole movie is a flashback <laughs> that she's telling the cop, and it's uh, just like such a dumb device, like narrative device uh, for no reason. Um, that leads to a really dumb bullshit scene at the end. Uh, and yeah, the movie is just littered with, you know, nonsensical CGI ghost stuff. And it's really bad. It's uh, more than, I mean, maybe it's recency bias, but this one just stuck out to me um, as being a little more egregious than some of the other stuff we've seen throughout the year that was a little more forgettable. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a reason why this was in theater for like uh, half an hour. <laughs> no one ever talked about it. Yeah, we, we we kind of loosely said, oh, maybe we'll do that in the show at some point. And obviously all the stuff came up and it's never happened. And, and Tim, uh, bless him, uh, took <laughs> the the boat bullet to the chest uh, yeah. for, for, for our sins. Number seven is one we did do in the show, and that is Wounds. The the film where Army Hammer finds a phone that is left behind at his bar that he works at, and it's a movie about his uh, 
you know, him cheating on his girlfriend and or wanting to cheat on his girlfriend at least and his own his own kind of selfish obsession and paranoia and ultimately amounts to be nothing uh, is, is how I describe yeah. the, the, the movie. It's another frustrating one. It had premise, uh, is a good director, um, y- you know, and yeah, it's just, it, it just feels really boring. Um, y- you know, it's slow. It's just not interesting. The, you know, character is not likable. Like, I don't know. I, I don't really care. <laughs> that much about like anything that happens to him really it also doesn't feel like it actually like sticks to its premise it feels the, the whole sure. setup of the phone and like oh he's going to get creepy messages on the phone and like mm-hmm. who, who left the phone for him it kind of feels like it, it becomes irrelevant to, to the movie at a point and then yeah. the ending feels just kind of like oh, okay that's what the movie was doing okay i, I guess if, if like the it. ending brings up a thing that's like Oh, I mean, that's kind of interesting, but it would have been nice if we were talking about or doing this throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it feels like just a very weird, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's what we're doing. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> here's a crazy ending, so you'll remember yeah. the movie. Like, but it, no, nothing feels built up to or, or, or earned. Uh, very frustrating and bland time. And it, one of the worst things about doing a list like this is, uh, it'd be very easy to fill a lot of these entries out with, oh, here's another bland movie where, where nothing really yeah. happened. <laughs> and we tried to limit that to, to a point where, you know, we could put on headcount because it was more interesting, because it was frustrating, because there was potential there. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, once we get into the top five, we're going to get a bit more passionate about how much we hate some of these things. But <laughs> uh, there's, there's always these kind of just lukewarm movies that you get throughout the year. And some are, are more egregiously boring than others. And I think this yeah. is unfortunately on the more boring end of the scale so uh yeah. that is wins number six is the prodigy this was a movie that we knew was going to we knew it was going to be bad you know it looked stupid <laughs> it was stupid it was the the kid who's you know possessed by mm. by a demon or, or ghost or uh that no, wasn't a demon sorry because if, that... if i remember correctly it was a a murderer who was killed by police and then yeah. the second he died was the same second that this kid was born Mm-hmm. And yes, that was the, the setup of the movie. So yeah, it's your normal creepy kid stuff. Like uh-huh. you know, th- this kid's doing stuff, and you know, uh, again, a lot of jump scares, loud music stings, bullshit stuff, and then it's just not interesting. It's it doesn't feel unique. It's not like something like it's not like they had like a um, a cool angle or anything on it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, this is just another one that's just very bland and boring, and yeah, just like came and went <laughs> pretty fast. It's a shit because once again, there's just there's like a fleeting idea at one point where the the mum thinks she has to kill someone to like feed oh, sure. feed the kid's desire to kill, and mm-hmm. that'll end it. So it's like okay, maybe that could be interesting. Her try to kill someone, or and there's a scene where a, a priest comes in to try and like figure out if he's like possessed or if there should be an exorcism or something like that, and. Mm-hmm. The, the, what the kid threatens to do to the priest is actually kind of an interesting take, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, the rest of it is really bad. I mean, the, the trailer was really... I mean, if you remember the trailer, it was uh, the kid walking down the hall, and then when he goes mm-hmm. through the shadow, it turns into a fully grown man. And it's this jump scare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think when we saw that teaser trailer, we were like, ah, this is probably... We, we, we pretty much didn't know exactly yeah. what this is going to be. And lo and behold, it was exactly what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I try to keep an open mind and give a you know benefit of a doubt usually, but 
come on, some stuff you just know. <laughs> like when you see the trailer, like, yep, it's going to be that. Yeah, uh, this next one, actually, number five, <laughs> is interesting because I feel like this is one that I have seen some positive opinions on. I have definitely seen people oh. who like this movie. But we were both really not into number five, which is the Hole in the Ground, the Irish set movie. Oh yeah, that was not good. We we thought this was honestly at points laughably bad. You know, yeah. There's a hole in the in the forest, sort of behind this house, and the, you know, there's this little kid because again, it's creepy kids stuff. What do we hate in horror, like supernatural horror movies these days? Mm-hmm. Almost always, creepy kids are bad. And this kid mm-hmm. goes out of the hole, comes back out, and but it might not really be him anymore. And the mother slowly, yeah. slowly notices like moments where he's doing something a little evil, or he looks kind of evil, or. Mm-hmm. And I remember some of the moments in this making me laugh because the kid was trying to be creepy, and it was just it, it came off as comical. And yeah, yeah, that, that that's my memory I, of this movie. I, I did not enjoy this at all. No, I, I was yeah pretty down on it, and you know when I was making the list. Uh, you know, I was kind of looking at, at the movies throughout the year, and I came across this one, and honestly, I can barely. <laughs> recall uh most of what happened in it other than i just remember really not liking it <laughs> when we saw it um but yeah no i i now that you're talking about yeah i'm like remembering a lot of dumb stupid scary kid stuff which again is like you really gotta have like a good angle if you're gonna do a creepy kid because most of the time it just comes off as so boring and you know, just the same thing we've seen over and over again. Um, yeah, I, I'm just really done with creepy kids, unless you can think of something like really interesting or new to do with them. Um, but yeah, the, it, this one, uh, I also just remember being painfully slow. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, a, a big problem with it. <laughs> it is set in Leprechaun Land. I mean, maybe they could have done some sort of crossover uh, to to appease people like you. I mean. I mean, most of the Leprechaun <laughs> movies don't take place in Ireland. Like, you know, it's only interesting when the Leprechaun goes overseas or in outer space <laughs> or something. <laughs> you don't think Leprechaun in, in Ireland itself? But, no, the problem with that is is that Warwick Davis' horrible Irish accent would stick out because all these real Irish accents would make it really obvious how bad it is. He doesn't have an Irish accent. He has a Leprechaun accent. So- uh what uh next uh number four maybe controversial this one but it chapter two is our number four worst horror movie of the year uh, of 2019 because honestly it is over long the horror scenes are over the top cgi nonsense that is not scary uh, they weren't really that good in the first movie either, but the first movie had better character stuff. This movie is like two and a half hours long. The characters barely have anything to do. Somehow, like, I was shocked by how it fills two and a half hours, yet feeling like it had less plot than most other horror movies. Like, I don't know how it yeah. achieved that, but it did. And then going back to the CGI <coughs> point, there's, there's, a, there's a whole spider head sequence where I'm like, okay. I, I saw this in The Thing with practical <laughs> effects and it looks so much better. This is this is terrible. <laughs> I don't think Andy Muschietti is a good director for horror movies. I really don't. And this this movie felt like it proved my point. And there's that one weird scene where they, I think they realized that it wasn't scary. So they tried to like put in like a, a, like an ironic song oh, yeah. to like cover it oh, up and make it, oh, oh, this, was, me- this so was meant to be a joke, but nothing else in the movie fits that tone. It's like this out of nowhere so moment. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, if we're just going to pick like our least favorite scenes of the year, that would probably be my least favorite scene. It was so dumb. And, you know, as I said before in the show, like I obviously, you know, everyone knows I'm a big Stephen King fan and it is my favorite book and it just feels like it shits uh, all over it. Um, you know, the first one, I still like the first one as a movie, uh, but like you said, it is more for the character stuff like you know the kids are very likable the you know actors all give good performances so it's uh, it's you know more engaging to watch um and i think a lot of it is because they were probably still working off of um the script from um uh i forget the true detective persons i apologize i forget their name carrie for canagua um, th- there you go yeah sorry <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but yeah i imagine like the reason why chapter one is good is probably because all of that because this one is just full you know andy uh 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 was it machete Mushietti? Mushietti, yeah yeah <laughs> like, Mushietti. uh and gary doberman um working on the script and i think it shows that everything is just ramped up to be much more bland and boring and generic it's just has all the crimes of you know what you hate uh or at least what horror fans hate in, in modern horror movies I, I think um you know casual audiences uh, i'm assuming probably didn't mind this or whatever but it just has like you know that bad cgi the bullshit jump scares um and uh, I, I think it does hurt the movies you know splitting up the um kids section and the adult section i think it actually works a lot better in the book when it's interwoven and uh great cast in this which is like another thing that like the one thing that was kind of exciting about it is that they got a lot of people that everyone was like, oh, well, yeah, this person rules. This person rules me. This movie will be good. But not even that cast, like, unfortunately, couldn't save it. Yeah. And it's just like so much <clears throat> dumb, like, stuff in it of just like, you know, like splitting people up. And then, you know, I, I feel like, like in the book, like everyone has like really distinctive personalities. And I feel like in this, like, they, they really try to have like <laughs> everyone just be like, you know, the loudmouth, uh, you know, like Brat and and stuff like you know, uh, like Eddie and Richie like feel like they're the same person, um, you know, which is annoying. And then, you know, there's so much like jokes that like go on like uh, too long. Like, you know, I, I love Stephen King. I like that he had a cameo in the movie, but it was just like it just went on like too long. It's like, all right, we get it. Yes, like, all right, you're making fun of yourself because you're playing a character saying that, hey, I don't like uh, the author's uh, books and stuff like whatever. And yeah, it's criminal how long this movie is it is so long when it doesn't need to be and honestly the ending is kind of problematic there's like a weird like oh sure yeah i mean i don't want to go into it because it's full on spoilers but if you check out our review we we talk quite a bit about the ending and how it kind of has a weird message that feels a bit insensitive so yeah a lot lot of uh yeah, I I have almost nothing positive. Bill Hader was 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 good in the movie. I guess I'll say that. Like his character sure. had the best stuff to do, but honestly, other than that, there's almost nothing of merit in that movie. It was a yeah. tedious two and a half hours, and they, yeah, yeah, like they they do do something interesting with his character that's not in the book that I'll give him credit for. But again, it, it feels like a very half-hearted attempt to do something like that. Like it's not even like a big important part of the movie or anything, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a shame. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not, like, surprised, um, yeah, th- that this happened, but because, uh, you know, the people that were involved, and, and again, like, 
yeah, we said in the with the first movie, like the horror parts were the worst part of it, and then yeah, you get someone that's just like you know, really ramping up all that stuff and doesn't have the nuance to like make interesting character choices and whatnot. It's a yeah, just really a big swing and a miss for this one. Yep. So that is number four. Number three is one we watched recently. It is The Gallows Act 2. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, The Gallows Returned. And I'm pretty sure... I, mean, I don't know if we did a best of 2016, but if, or a worst of 2016, but if we did, I'm sure this was, the first one was high. Oh, it uh, had to have been, yeah. <laughs> uh, Gall- Gallows Act 2. Like, I'll give it this. It is at least funny bad. There's some, there's some yeah. genuinely funny scenes. Uh, not intentionally funny, admittedly, but there are some intentional funny scenes. But this is a movie that is not found footage like the first one, but it does try to incorporate the the YouTube generation, the vlogging generation, into its plot. The Charlie Challenge, uh, the main character finds the gallows play, uh, does some of the play on her YouTube show, and of course supernatural stuff starts happening uh, the ghost of charlie seems to start doing stuff uh, but there is of course a lot of big twists at the end of this movie which i will not spoil here but let's just say the final twist and we were, i think i was expecting a part of a twist for a lot of the movie i was not expecting it to go full full hog the way it did at the mm-hmm. ending I, I was laughing hysterically for the last like two minutes of this movie <laughs> as it revealed what was going on and like just all, all the facets that were, were revolved at yeah, I, I yeah, that it's it's a, yeah, this, it's a movie. It's a hell, it's a hell of a movie, Tim. Yeah, I mean the the first one was already really bad, and I can't imagine like it was that successful. Like, I mean, maybe it made money because it just had like a cheap budget, and people just saw like a horror movie when it was out or whatever. But it's surprising that it even had a, a sequel that was in theaters. But um, yeah, no, there's there's like nothing good about this. It's uh, Wait, what, like, was the sequel in theaters? I thought it was just VOD. Oh, no, it was in theaters. At least oh, around God. here it was. Oh, like, f- I enough. mean, again, like, probably for 20 minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, probably had, like, one showing and then was like, well, never mind. Um, but no, I, I mean, yeah, it, it's awful. Like, you know, the characters all make, like, dumb, stupid choices. Nobody looks like an actual teenager or, like, talks or does anything uh, like them. Um there's some really spotty CGI, which I mean, like you said, uh, at least it does make you laugh. Like, yeah, one scene in particular uh, was laughing for oh, quite a yeah. bit. That treehouse <laughs> scene, the treehouse scene for sure. And uh, and again, yeah, the ending is just like the, you know, cherry on the cake or whatever. Like where it's just, uh, yeah, this was already so bad, but now uh, this is so dumb and just raising more questions uh, that I didn't have before, but whatever uh the, the implications of the ending are like baffling yeah but. and the, the the romance like the main character has like a love interest and he like he's right out of like a twilight knockoff that's what it feels like yeah so yeah. that that gives you all the sense of the vibes you, that you want from that movie so that is number three number two the the conjuring universe keeps on delivering uh, <laughs> the curse of la llorona <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> I'll be. I'll, I'm going to be honest, Tim. I barely remember this movie. I just know I hated it. So if you want to take the reins here, you like obviously, uh, <clears throat> you know, La Llorona takes kids. Uh, Mum's worried that her mm-hmm. kids are going to be taken. Uh, the the priest from Annabelle's yeah. in it, hence connecting it to the 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 Annabelle and Conjuring universe. So 
Yeah, this is really bad. Uh, it is based off an actual um, uh, Mexican like urban legend, which I think is probably the most interesting part about it is once you see this dumb movie, you can look up the actual legend and be like, oh, mm. this is uh, cool. But no, I mean, again, just, you know, super bland and generic, a lot of like shitty jump scares. And I, I mean, I think probably like the big the worst thing about it is like kind of the cultural appropriation where it's mm-hmm. like, all right, if, if you're going to do a um, like well-known Mexican urban legend, um, why like why not just have it be in Mexico again? Like, you know, we have uh, I believe it was Linda Cardellini, Cardellini I think is the, mm-hmm. the mother in this. And um yeah, it, it's kind of weird that it basically amounts to a movie about like, uh, like a white woman fighting a, a Mexican ghost. Uh, well, it's it actually it's a a white woman who her job is like child protective services, so she's like usually responsible for yeah separating families, and now she has to battle uh you know like a Mexican ghost that's trying to take her uh babies, which is just I don't know, kind of weird and problematic. Yes, and, and of course every <laughs> single Mexican character she talks to is an expert and knows exactly everything oh, yeah. about La Llorona. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I just—it's one of those things. It's, it's, you know, it reminds me of stuff like uh, the other side of the door, where I think it was India, where the family were yeah. some, somewhere like that, it's in, in that region, or like the forest. The forest, yeah, where she goes to Japan, yeah. yeah like it's always this weird. Like, oh, the other culture's got this weird thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those tropes it, that from supernatural horror movies that I absolutely hate. And um, yeah, yeah, well, and, it, and it's just like, all right, these are interesting stories, like. You know, I think we've come to a point now where it's like, yeah, we could just do a movie that's not set in America that doesn't have yeah. a white star. Like, I, it's yeah, I, at the very least, obviously, there's a, there's a big Latin community and like, you know, yeah. a lot of the US, like, at least have it be a, a Hispanic oh, yeah, family totally. in LA yeah, if we do that. Like, <laughs> At least do that. I mean, I think when it comes to the Japanese forest, you know, the the, the suicide forest, I'm like, yeah, I would much rather see like a creepy Japanese movie about that than I would, yeah, you know, totally. some American sure. movie about, oh, some white actor goes to yeah. Japan and is like, oh, this is spooky. First <laughs> uh, so frustrating. Uh, but yeah, Curse of La Llorona, terrible. And then, and then, like you said, the, like, yeah, the whole big selling point, like, to uh, connect it to the oh, yeah. universe, <laughs> It's but it's like so, like, ham-fisted like the way they do it it's so forced it's basically <laughs> it's like a it's like a a rope that's been threaded so there's just like one little strand of like string just yeah. holding it together with the rest of the universe it's so it, tangential it'd be like if you're watching like a a comic book movie and like there and then like just halfway through the movie when the character's like yeah, this reminds me of the time I hung out with Iron Man. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute, this is a Marvel movie? Okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I feel like you don't even have to be Marvel to do that, though. I feel like you could literally just make a movie, have a character say that. I don't know, would you get sued by for implying that you're in the MCU if all someone said was, oh, yeah, I was uh, with Mr. Stark uh, recently. Yeah. And then, but didn't say Tony. Like, you, you left Tony out of you. You said Mr. Stark. Like, would, would you get in trouble? I don't know. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's our number two, uh, which takes us to our worst horror movie of 2019, Oof. which we did not debate. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, hell, and this is the the, the second K adaptation on this worst of list. This is Pet Cemetery, the remake starring Jason Clark, who I I want to see in good movies so bad. He was in Donna the Planet of the Apes for goddamn sake. He yeah. he he should be in better movies, but instead he is in trash. He was in Winchester the it's year Winchester. before. <laughs> now he's in Pet Cemetery of 2019. I mean, who knows what crap he's going to be in 2020, but. 
Yeah, this yeah, this was another one that hurt. I mean, I think 2019 it was supposed to be the year of King and um I mean, you know, we did get some good stuff, uh, you know, which we'll go to later, but like uh yeah, th- this was uh painful. Uh and I I mean, I know you don't like the original one, but I love the original Pet Cemetery. It's better than uh, this one. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone would really argue that, but it's also a, such a weird case because um the the first one is really faithful to the book to the point where Stephen King actually wrote the screenplay. Uh, uh, so I feel like the only reason you would need to do a remake of something like this would be if like the original source material had like, you know, major changes uh, so that you'd basically be making a different movie. Or if at the time you are so limited by technology that there are certain stuff that you couldn't do. But that's not the case with this one. Like, like <laughs> this one was much more faithful and looked so much better uh than this one and so i mean so it's i mean it's obvious the only reason why they did it is you know a cash grab uh yep. you know because king was I, starting to get hot with other stuff but yeah because it made a lot of money honestly the thing that baffles me about this movie obviously it's it's full of all the things that like in movies it's got all those remake problems of just retreading the same ground but I couldn't believe how bad some of it looked. Like there's a couple of scenes in the oh, forest yeah. where it was like, "This is clearly a soundstage. Like, what? <laughs> like, why does this look so fake? It's like, what are you yeah. doing? This is a big, and, well, not a big budget, but it was, it's it's a Hollywood movie. It's it's got a reasonable budget. Yeah, and like in the original, they literally did go to Maine and film like stuff in the woods. Uh, like, which again, like, yeah, looks a lot better. And, and I'm not saying they have to actually go to Maine, but pretty sure it can't be like too hard for like you know a big movie to film a couple of scenes in the woods <laughs> hmm yeah um what? really really frustrating i you know yeah. and obviously i wanted to like it because john lithgow's in it and jason clark's in it like we have, we have cast members who i who i like uh, everything with jason clark's journey is the doctor who doesn't believe in anything but he's shown this cemetery that can bring something back to life he does it with the cat and then of course you know what the, the kid uh dies which isn't a spoiler that's the, the plot of the movie is that one of the kids yeah. die and he obviously is tempted to try and resurrect the kid uh and there's, it's like, a, there's several things, I won't say what they are for spoiler's sake, but there's several things that are changed and it feels like they're just changed for the sake of change. So it's different from yeah. the original. That's just, a, yeah, that's exactly what I was just going to say. It's um, They make significant changes to it, but again, it doesn't feel like out of a story perspective or because it's to get a new interesting angle, uh, which, I mean, they'll probably tell you that's why they do it. But, I mean, honestly, it's just because <laughs> they need to change it so it's at least different <laughs> from the other version we've seen. And... Um, it, it it's not like those changes couldn't be interesting, but it doesn't amount to anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it just, you know, it's like, oh, okay, this isn't like different but good or different but interesting. It's just different. Yep, that sums it up. That sums it up. That is our number one worst movie of twenty nineteen. Uh, worst horror movie at least <laughs> I'm not going to eat this list oh, yeah. <laughs> it was my worst movie uh, although it might be close I don't know I'd have to check <laughs> but yeah. that is uh, that is it that is our 10 worst horror movies of 2019 so uh, if there's some stuff you're thinking but you hated this too yeah there was a lot of stuff that we, we thought that just didn't make the list there was mm-hmm. there was an all 10 of like just like really mediocre movies that were kind of considered yeah. uh, didn't quite get there but you know, I I think ultimately this is. Uh, I mean, if I was going to throw out some honorable mentions for this, I, you know, I would say that I really didn't like in the tall grass either. Uh, the The intruder was pretty bad. Uh, silence wasn't that good. 
Precis. Men så, you know, I don't know if there's any honorable mentions you want to throw out. Uh, um, I, well, I, I know we disagreed on, on this one, but I really, really did not like Happy Death Day to you. Like, I, I that one, like, to the point where, like, it really bugged me. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there was so many worse movies than Happy Death Day to you, but, yeah. I mean, th- th- there's definitely other stuff that was worse than it, but uh, yeah. it's, I, it would, it still would be up there for me. Um, <clears throat> Um, I don't know. I feel like yeah, there's others. The problem is, is uh, I do think there's other bad stuff. Uh, but it kind of like, you know, if it's bad but like not memorable, you just kind of quickly forget about it. Like, you know, Gallows too sucks, but you know, I'm not gonna forget it anytime soon. Oh sure, sure. Um, I did watch uh, <clears throat> uh, Polaroid, um, which was on Netflix. That was pretty bad, but I mean, again, it was you know just kind of bullshit generic stuff like, yeah yeah well hopefully 2020 ends up faring better by the end of the end of the year i would say by the, by the time you'll get to this march next year sure. uh hopefully yeah. 2020 <laughs> has fared better so yeah uh, let us know what your picks for the worst horror movies of 20 uh, 2019 2019 is what i'm trying to say uh let us know what your worst horror movies of 2019 are in the comments below like and subscribe you can of course support everything we do by going to patreon.com slash tv and support us for as little as one dollar per month uh, you get a bonus uh, movie review from screams after midnight every month for that dollar there's a whole back catalog now you can go check out uh, of course at the five dollar tier you get to vote in a movie once per month and you get a daily access to all the movie review episodes so go and have a look and see if you're interested uh, but otherwise you'll rate the podcast on Apple Podcast give us 5 stars like, subscribe usual stuff uh, all of it does help so thank you once again for watching look out of course for our top 10 horror movies of 2019 which is coming next so thank you very much for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we will see you next time